You're listening to Striving is Learning with Taylor Siebert and Alyssa Allman. Today, we're talking with a business teacher turned strive coach. This is a great example of going all in on helping provide student opportunities through streaming and new media education. I'm super excited to share our conversation with Levi Loof at York High School. Levi's in his third year leading the Strive program at York, which is one of the actually first Strive schools to join us nearly 10 years ago. Levi shares in this conversation how he's integrated streaming events into his classroom, the importance of teaching the basics when it comes to training students, and what's next for their program. Here's my interview with Levi Loof at York High School. Welcome to the show, Levi. Thanks for being on. I know we're recording here on a Monday. Mondays are always busy in schools, so appreciate you taking the time and look forward to sharing your story and what you're doing at York uh, with our audience. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Well, first of all, just kind of take us through. You You kind of took over the, the program at York about three years ago. Is that about right? Yeah, this is my third year here. This will be your third year. Um, I know you came to all the training, all the workshops. Uh, you really caught the vision of what the administration was wanting to to get out of Strive and for your student at the students. And so, just kind of take us through the journey that led you to now teaching at York and all the different hats you wear at York. I think is important. A lot of Strive teachers, we call them, uh, do lots of different things, and we're appreciative of that. But what what led you to York? Uh, well, I can start in college. My my major was BMIT education, so it's business marketing information technology. Um, I definitely didn't learn anything for Photoshop or media productions, <laughs> anything like that whatsoever. So uh, my first job was in Valentine. I was there for five years. I, uh, I coached three sports. I did have some media. We played a little bit with um, some Photoshop and other stuff like that, but nothing like we do in Strive and in my class now. Um, and while I was in Valentine, I met my fiance Megan at, uh, well, now my now fiance Megan. She lived in Lincoln, and we kind of wanted to move closer to each other and to our family. So York is kind of where we, we found a home. And like you had said, it's my third year here in York. Um, I've coached basketball all three years. Uh, last year, they had me coach tennis, which I had never done. That was uh, an experience. And then this year, I'm back to coaching football. Um, Along with my my media productions and strive class, I am also the uh, the yearbook sponsor here as of last year. So, like you were saying, a lot of hats. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the tech guy. I'm the huddle guy for football. So, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, when you growing up and and the things that you're doing now, obviously a business major and wanted to be a business teacher, and and that that was that was what I majored in as well, and kind of gravitated towards us creating content. What are some of the things that you think you've taken from from that growing up, were you interested in, you know, creating videos or graphics or what drew you to kind of what you're doing now, do you think? Well, I, I liked business and uh, the IT stuff. I didn't really create a lot of things growing mm -hmm. up. Um, I knew I wanted to teach. My mom always said that I should be a teacher. Both my parents were in education. My dad was a principal for most of my life and my mom's elementary sped. And she always told me that I should teach um, elementary kids. I just don't don't think I have the energy to do that. <laughs> so high school's a good a good place for me. But I always knew I wanted to be a coach as well. My dad is a was a coach, and I, I wanted to do that. And it kind of helps for our media productions because I I kind of know all this stuff to teach kids about like this is what we need to look for during a volleyball game or a basketball game, etc. And then 
I'm, I think we'll get to it later, but even like adding stats and just teaching most of the kids in our classes don't really take media productions because they like sports. They like the tech aspect of it. So I've grown to learn a lot about the tech aspect, but the sports background and teaching kids that is just second nature. So I think it's good that I can have the IT and the tech portion for these classes. And I think it, it works well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you said something where you, you knew you wanted to be a coach. Do you find yourselves with these students as kind of that being ingrained in you that you're coaching them during a broadcast and, and helping them? At, at times, yeah, there's, there's specific things. I've always thought that teaching and coaching are no different. It's just different content. Um, yeah. So the, the sports background is nice. I, you know, coaching, you don't, you don't ever really yell at kids during a, a broadcast, <laughs> but you know, like I said, it's just teaching, showing, um, reiterating things because kids aren't going to remember it the first time. You just got to practice, practice, practice. And that's what coaching is. You got to practice what you're focusing on and then it won't make perfect, but it'll make progress. So we've talked to a lot of, and I, I didn't know you're coaching. I knew you had coached boys tennis, which is a, uh, fall sport, correct? Correct. Yeah, and now yep. you're doing football this fall. I guess uh, just a side note here, this was in our original note, so, uh, but how have you balanced that? Because I know we have a lot of other teachers and you're at a, a class B size school, you're trying to balance those. How do you prepare your kids to get ready for a broadcast when you're on the sideline or maybe you're up on the headset? What has that process been like for you? It's, uh, it's definitely pretty stressful, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm lucky enough that I have my plan period is eighth period. So I, I usually use that. I go set up volleyball and basketball is nice. I can just wheel it over to the, the gym softball. Like we have tonight, I got to take that stuff over to the softball complex and we have a great complex press box there. Same as football. I bring it there eighth period and I set everything up. Um, and I'm lucky enough this year, we have two classes now for media production. So I have 22 kids and awesome. I have, I have a freshman boy who's who could probably do it all himself now. We've practiced enough. Uh, this year I had only three kids that were uh, repeats from last year. Everyone else had graduated. So the first two weeks of the school year, we didn't really focus on making graphics too much. I had those three kids make them, and it was all like, this is how we set up. This is what this does. This is what that does, so on and so forth. So. Like you said, I, I have all these hats and I'm busy. I, I would like to be able to have some free time. So the more that I can get the kids to run the show, the better, not only for my sake, but for theirs. Um, the more that they can just do it and run with it. And I think it's better off. Yeah, what a great opportunity for them. And sometimes that forces us when, when you have to be at different places. I know for many years uh, we did lots of stuff uh, kind of content with Tara Stuttheide as she was a head volleyball coach at Johnson Brock and also the Strive teacher. And we really highlighted that. So I'm glad we, we discovered this little nugget to kind of share that because I think it's important. It puts some ownership on the students, right? For them knowing, hey, Levi's tied up. So we got to figure this out. Let's, let's remember the training. And I think that's sometimes, you know, in our 10th school year, year here with Strive, I forget that going through the basics and how important it is. And as a, as coaching fourth, fifth and sixth graders in football here, we, can, we have a game against York coming up, just remembering how raw, you know, even getting down in a three point stance is for these kids is equivalent to just remembering to open up the right template and wirecast and 
just that simple how to hook up the camera. Like sometimes we forget about those things and you have a new crop of students coming in each year. Uh, it's super important to get them trained up on that. Yeah, that's there's there's so many little things that can make a lot of difference if you don't do it properly and set up. So that's <laughs> we have there's so many cables. Like I wish <laughs> every time we set up, I think about like how lucky people are at University of Nebraska. They, they can just show up to the stadium and turn things on. Just plug and in. they don't have to bring everything there and plug it in and attach everything and is this cable yeah and you yeah you guys have grown and evolved uh even since you've been there which leads to i'm gonna skip down to the how you've mm -hmm. approached training and how you get kids involved and the the training material you've created i want you to share a little bit about with the audience and we're actually going to highlight that at fall camp tomorrow, I'm going to have you kind of share that a little bit. Maybe if you want to bring a copy, that'd be awesome mm -hmm. as we're recording here the day before our, our fall camp in York. So share us how that kind of started. I know uh, previous Keeley had kind of developed something and, and you just kind of ran with it. So, yeah, I was, I was lucky enough that when I accepted the job here that I don't assume most teachers do this, but she like sent me everything that she had on her computer for all of the classes that she taught. And in one of the media productions, which is our class that we have that Strive is attached to, um, there is a Strive Bible. And my first year, I, I didn't even get into trying to mess with it. I was more trying to learn myself before trying to make it easier for kids because it was all brand new to me at the time. So the, it had some instructions on just basically set up and how things are supposed to be, uh, how things are done. And I just... The, the more like we were talking about earlier with all the things that I have going on, if I could make it so the kids could just do it, that would be, like I said, better for me, better for them. So I, I took pictures of everything that we have when it's set up. I detailed like plug this in and then this and then this <laughs> and then like setting up the scoreboard, you click here and then this and so on. And we have pictures with all of it, arrows, it's probably the the largest file size word document I've ever created. <laughs> um, it's loaded then, um, with media there, isn't it? And then my OCD, I had to laminate them all and put the little booklet on the side. And it's just part of our strive stuff that the kids can have. I need to print more copies. Um, I also want to add just like a picture of our booth. So what it looks like in the gym, what it looks like at the football stadium, what it looks like for softball. So just anything and everything. I wanted it to basically be like them old, like football for dummies, yellow books that you <laughs> yeah. used to see. Basically, it could be strive for dummies for our kids. And if I didn't know how to do this, it's there somewhere. So, all right, we're going to get that copyrighted. All the kids dummies. So yeah, can't do that. Yeah, strive newbies. Um, you you could call it lots of different things. That's incredible. <laughs> she called it strive Bible, and I liked it, so I left. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, and that's what we're talking about, especially I, I say this every interview. If you're a new teacher or if you're you've been doing Strive since we started, uh, you're getting that new group of students and, and they don't know how to do anything. And we've got to train them. And and we have to remember that, too, as as on on our team to help help you with that. And so we rely on our community so much. And I think you're a great example of that. And so we'll, we'll definitely be sure. I know it's been shared in, in Slack. If you haven't gotten into the education, uh, Strive Education Slack channel, that's uh, highly recommended. You're one of our great active community members, which is super fun. Always willing to share and ask questions. So one of the things I wanted to ask too is how you provide feedback 
and analyze students um, in order to, to get them plugged into where their strengths are at. What does that process look like for you? Obviously, you have a class, and that's growing and uh, getting interest there. You know, how are you getting kids into that class? And then how are you plugging them into these different events? Uh, I'll, I'll stop there, and I've got a follow-up question, too. Uh, well, last year we kind of started getting some junior high kids to help because um, at the time we didn't have a lot of kids in class. This year we did add a second class, which is very helpful for numbers. But even having 22 kids um, in New York, we have so many kids that are just involved in a lot of stuff. I have kids in football, volleyball, whatever sport, there's band. One Act is one of the best programs that we have mm -hmm. in our school, and there's over 100 kids in that. And they practice like at, at 6 p.m. So... I mean, the, our kids are so involved. Um, I can't force them to come to everything, but like, yeah, you guys need to come and it's great and they want to, but um, trying to find enough kids sometimes is difficult with 22 kids. So we tried to get some junior high kids and that has helped. Uh, we haven't yet this year because we've been able to handle it, but I do want to get back into that when the winter sports come because just getting them dabble a little bit in junior high, maybe they'll want to take it when they get to high school because the class they can take all four years. Um, cool. I'll be honest, I don't know how the credits work for that, but they can take the same class all four years. And then, I mean, I've had kids who aren't in the class help with announcing. I know I did last year during basketball. Yep. Um, for feedback, we just, we're still a lot of new kids in the class. We're working in Photoshop on creating graphics. We had to do Canva because Adobe wasn't working properly at the beginning of the year. And trying to figure out what kids like to do what. We have a content calendar and a Strive calendar on a Google Sheet. Everything we awesome. have is on a, a big Google Drive. So all of our photos, uh, I have a, an Adobe folder where we have a bunch of uh, brushes that have some cool things that you can add to graphics so you don't have to try to create rectangles. It's just a brush that you click once. So the kids can download that. They found their own and put them in there. Um, fonts are a lot of the, you know, Batman fun. There's tons of stuff that the kids like to find that are that add to things. Um, but the content calendar, I, I think I got that from you guys. Actually, I forget when I yeah. found that, but I just added it as a new sheet in our Strive calendar, and everyone signed up. It's an easy grade in the grade book. Um, you make the post for Twitter for this game. A different kid has to actually write the post and tweet it. Same for Instagram. And then we also have kids upload the game afterwards. So we record awesome. every game and then upload it to the website. And that's another thing that, you know, specific kids have found specific jobs that they like. And that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you're even kind of expanding. And you mentioned it earlier, getting a student involved in taking stats and maybe even trying to get that into a graphic or share those stats. How did that come about? Because I think that's when we talk about getting schools go to the next level, that next step, that's one of those that, you know, ESPN, CBS, you watch NFL football games, they've got a stats person, uh, even at the college level. But to have that at a Class B high school level in your Strive broadcast, I think is pretty, pretty incredible. We haven't found the perfect way to show it on screen yet because yeah, it's just yeah. a Google Sheet. Uh, so we're trying to find that out. But we basically made – one kid made a softball one. I made the football one because I used it last year when I was announcing. And then uh, a volleyball one as well. But basically just basic raw stats that is easy to fill in on an Excel spreadsheet to like record yards and carries and 
you know, he kills and digs in volleyball. Yeah. For softball, it's not a ton because I don't want them to have to count every ball and strike because it'd get <laughs> to be a lot, but hits and RBIs and things like that. And that's where having the sports background is nice. From one, I could make those and it was easy for me. And then teaching the kids that was it's stuff I already know and know how to explain. Um, but once we get that figured out, it's just another job for kids to do um, during games if they're not brave enough to run a camera because they don't think they can do that and they don't want to mess up or they don't want to announce because they may, might not know enough about the sport or maybe they're just nervous. That's fine. Yeah, There's tons yeah, of jobs yeah. that we have. And it's nice having two cameras. Someone can be uh, the switcher. There's there's tons of stuff that our kids can do during a game to be a part of and without actually being an announcer or running a camera. There's tons of jobs. And what type of feedback are you giving them? Are you, are you guys looking at, you guys kind of come back on Monday, let's you had a game on Friday and go, hey, this is where we can improve. Or what does that, what does that look like for you, especially as you're coaching the game? Uh, are you guys talking about those broadcasts or you're just moving so fast? It's hard to kind of get that time. When we have time, we do talk. I mainly ask them uh, what, what issues happen because <laughs> troubleshooting, troubleshooting is the main thing that yeah. I can't teach that. I can't put any of that in this drive Bible. It's uh, if this happens, then this it's, it's not always that simple. So I like to know what went wrong. How, what did you guys do to fix it? And then, cool. um, I like to t mainly talk to our kids that are on camera, like, how did it go? What did you think you could have done, especially for our sniper camera that zooms in? Mm -hmm. Because for both stream, any stream we have, minus softball, where we only have one camera. But we have the wide view for what's supposed to happen during the play, and then our zoom, zooming in on our kids, on someone with the ball. Maybe it's on the cheerleaders on the sideline. I've been trying very hard to get, we have a girl who can do backflips and I want to <laughs> show that on stream at some point, but I never know when they're going to do it. Um, things like that, that we talk about and they're like, yeah, we, we, we saw it. We didn't get to the camera in time. We didn't switch. So there's always yeah. what they know. Like we talk about things that we can add in. That'll look cool. Same for our graphics. Um, we also have the video boards in the gym and our kids, get to run that as well so it's there's always things for for kids to do that aren't always like the announcers type of jobs that most people seem to be nervous about yeah those those are important important roles and developing skills for potential jobs or whatever they want to do uh in their career later on so that's and the troubleshooting piece problem solving right in any work line of work that you do you got to be able to to solve a problem um, if you want to be on a team that uh, and then keep your keep your job right so that's really important and great great work by you and getting kids into those positions and giving them ownership so what's next for you guys and your students that you're kind of looking towards maybe for the in your class and then even on the broadcasting side you mentioned the, the, the keeping stats is, a, is mm -hmm. a big jump for you guys anything else that you'd like to share with other strive teachers that are listening um, we definitely want to look into getting a wireless HDMI from you guys. It'll help, uh, if I can get it to work, I think it'd be cool to have a camera in center field for softball to actually watch like you would on a normal game on TV from behind the pitcher. Uh, it could get used in football on the sideline. If maybe at right on the goal line, things like that for basketball, I'd, I'm still trying to figure that out if 
coaches would want to have interviews or something like that. Maybe if we could find time. And then when we have our wrestling invite, we have four mats. So three in the main gym and then a fourth one all the way in the ox. And I don't have uh, any cables that are that long. So I'd like to be able to feature all of the kids that are there for the invite because that's kind of the purpose of Strive, right, is showcasing kids. And that's an entire part of that invite that doesn't even get shown. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another idea. Uh, for class, once our kids get more comfortable with Photoshop, I want us to do some practice in After Effects and making uh, some actual graphics that move. So we added that <clears throat> that hammer for volleyball with the lightning strike. I I made that, but I, I showed the kids like I didn't know what I was doing. I got on YouTube and yeah. learned, and yeah. that's that's kind of everything that I've done this far thus far right. <laughs> is learning from YouTube. The kids teach me little shortcuts all the time. Um, so making graphics on After Effects, and it'll help because uh, the video boards are a big thing right now that we have in our gym, and they have some preset graphics that we use, uh, but no one really says spike for volleyball, and that's uh, that's what they have on there. So we did have one kid make one. That was kill. Um, there's like a, the one kid who does it. He loves after we win, putting the fireworks up on the video boards. <laughs> anything and everything. Uh, during football games where our cameras are, we can't turn the cameras to actually see the flag. So we had a kid make a flag graphic that moves oh, so cool. we can actually hear the national anthem, but at least the flag is shown on screen versus the big speaker that's in the way, things like that. Awesome. No, that's really great. How can other Strive teachers, again, I mentioned you're pretty active in Slack, but uh, how can other teachers uh, connect with you uh, on social media and email? Uh, the Slack, yeah, that's where I learned everything as well. There's You guys helped a ton. The Strive help helped me a ton. Um, I honestly don't know my Slack username, but I'm on Twitter, at Coach Loof is another one you could do. And then uh, Levi.loof at YorkDukes.org is my, is my email as well. And but then it, York Dukes live on Twitter is, is kind of your strive. That's our media your... productions one for our game day stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good I stuff. would highly suggest if anyone's listening to join the Slack because that's where I learned and got tons of help when I was brand new and I didn't know what to do. Everyone's willing to help. I think strive help phone number is probably annoyed anytime. <laughs> Cause I feel like it's once a week I'm asking for help trying to get things right. But that's, you know, if you have resources, you got to use them. So absolutely. And that's so great to hear Levi that because you were one of those. I remember that you were you were pretty nervous three years ago coming in the summer, but you were you were open to learning. And I think that's that's the key. And that's the culture we have here and and the community we have too. everyone's willing to to help. Again, if you've been been leading a stride program for nine, 10 years, or you're just starting out, uh, you got to put yourself out there. And I think when you put, when you ask, you know, you, you get return on that. So we appreciate what you're doing at York and wanted to highlight that here on striving is learning. Thanks for being on the show, Levi. Yep. Thank you.
great conversation and really cool to see how Levi has grown and you know, you know from a business teacher with that taking that technical that love for sports and being a coach to being the strive coach at York. Love this example and hope it's a, encouraging to other teachers out there who are starting and even veteran teachers as well. Alyssa, I wanted to talk about you know the first thing that they have 20 stu- 22 students in their media production class and only three of them helped last year and how important it is to really go back to the basics. And Levi is a great example of that. Yeah, he uh, refers to his Strive Bible as kind of something that helps keep them grounded in the basics, or if he's not around, his students know they can go there for anything and everything they could possibly think streaming-wise. But yeah, the basics are huge. Just like, you know, a basketball player has to practice their form over and over again. You have to practice plugging in a million wires and knowing wirecast the basics. You can't do anything without knowing the basics and having a solid foundation in those. Yes, I was in the gym this morning with about 30 first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, sixth graders and reminded me, and it was so cute, some of these kids that you know literally have never dribbled before. And we've got to think about that when kids are coming into the program, how important that training is building out that technical guide that he had grabbed from Keeley and really expanding on that. And for him and a lot of teachers out there who do run their stride program, they're coaching other sports. So they, you know, students really have to take ownership. And like he said, he may be on the field or he's gone. He goes and sets up an eighth period. That seems to be a trend as well, having that eighth period open for Strive. Neely mentioned the same thing. They have their class eighth period. But I just love to see that growth and that mindset that Levi has and really teaching the basics and hope that's encouraging to all the teachers out there. And it's encouraging to us and a reminder to us. We're always trying to think of new things and new ideas. And I think that's important, but sometimes you got to remember these students, especially you got to start at, at ground zero, especially in the fall, which is why we wanted to feature Levi and, and the work that he's doing. And he also mentioned the Slack community, which if you are not connected in Slack, Alyssa, what are some of the benefits of being in our Strive Education Slack? Yeah, I think it's probably one of our most underrated resources that we have. Um, You're connected with every single Strive teacher. Um, We have over 100 contacts in there. Um, We have all of the kinds of teachers. We have coaches. We have tech coordinators. We have classroom teachers. We have ADs. Um, So if you have a question about something, number one, most likely somebody else also has that question. Um, And number two, you're going to get an answer. Um, We have some of our Strive veteran teachers in there like Marcus and Rob um, from JCC and Carney who have done it all and seen it all. um, And they love to connect with you guys. And it's just a great resource to be able to connect with all the Strive schools um, and feel like you're not, you know, alone and trying to navigate all of this uh, live streaming stuff. Yep. So if you don't have Slack on your phone or on your computer, I know some people are tentative because it's another thing that's going to send notifications, but we promise you the notifications you're going to get, you're going to find value in that. So we encourage you guys to get into our education Slack channel. It's where everything that's happening, Strive, we're all in there. So if you have a question, we're immediately responding. It's the quickest way to get an answer to a question or just get feedback on different projects. So hope you guys can join us in there. And thanks for listening to our conversation with Levi. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of Striving is Learning. Before we go, as always, we have a couple of announcements. First, you and your students are invited to attend the Strive Fall Camp in Fremont at Midland University on Thursday, October 21st. 
please see your weekly email or social media in order to register. If you are not signed up by the end of the day, October 18th, please contact us directly about attending. Secondly, this is your last chance to order from the Strive Apparel Store. Final day to place orders is October 19th, 2021. Please see the Strive Weekly email to place your order. And lastly, if you're looking for more trainings, head to our resources page on our website for a full list of teacher resources like Levi's. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next week.